why don't we start here? Um, I'm still figuring out how to give you handouts, but I have my <laughs> handout to go over. So just, I think today we'll just kind of, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. My plan is to end still, we'll make this uh, uh, to the point, uh, 6.30, 6.35, okay? So let's, uh, let's kick into this. Um, as we continue this day, I need my Bible. That would be good. All right. All right. Um, Jonah, right? I, I know tonight we had our midweek service. Um, I don't know if you uh, checked in there, but um, I know that's always, uh, we're back to midweeks, and it's always a joy uh, to do those. I think uh, the more we can give the word, the better. So that's always my philosophy. Um, but uh, we see right here as we continue on in Jonah, okay, why don't we begin with a word of prayer? Let us pray. Uh, dear gracious Lord, uh, thank you for this time together as we uh, study uh, your word yet again together. Lord, we pray that uh, you may continue to lead us according to the word and uh, give us uh, faith as we continue to trust in what your word has given to us. Bless us, O Lord, in this study, as we continue to trust in your will and walk in your ways in this life of repentance. Lord, for all these things we are thankful. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So, a quick rewind, quick rehash here uh, about Jonah, and um, hopefully everyone is here with me, and I'm not missing anyone this evening on the participants no we are good okay let's just start here uh a review of jonah okay so i know it's been a while since we've been together so we're just gonna go through this real quick quickly jonah one we know the story verse two of jonah one arise and go to nineveh the lord commanding jonah uh to to go to nineveh to to, to call them out uh, to call them to repentance, um, to call them out um, against all that they have done. We know what Jonah does. He runs away. He goes south to the Mediterranean. He goes on a boat. He thinks he's escaping the will of God. Storm comes up, meets the sailors on board. They call their own gods. That isn't working. Uh, Jonah says, I am a Hebrew. This is the one true God. Sailors finally realize this. They call out to the Lord, the one true God. There they hurl Jonah off, and, um, uh, and there Jonah is swallowed up into a great fish, right? In the fish, uh, we see Jonah uh, praying to the Lord, right? He realizes what he had done. He's calling out to the Lord again. So, again, as we talk about themes, the Lord calls out, Jonah runs. The sailors call out to their gods. That doesn't work. They call out to the Lord, um, and there they are um, to... Uh, throw Jonah off. Uh, Jonah now calls to the Lord out of his distress. So there is a constant theme here. And Jonah's prayer, as we see in chapter 2, uh, we see right there um, as he is, again, depending on the will of God, as he concludes that chapter with salvation belongs to the Lord, right? So when we talk about uh, Jonah here, um, uh, we know that 
I'm looking at my notes in the morning and I don't get why I wrote those things. If you look at my paper, I, I wrote all these scribbles and I'm like, why did I write that? What did I say? Uh, but uh, as we, as we uh, talk about Jonah and, and his life, now we are on chapter three, right? And if someone could read verses one and two for me, that'd be great. All right. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and I proclaim to, and proclaim to it the message I give you. All right. So, <clears throat> so it says the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Now, what, as I said in the morning, you know, um, everyone has kids, right? Uh, and my kids are younger than your kids, but... <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, they're always kids, right? Uh, I mean, how many times do we ask our children to do something until we really get stern with them? I mean, I guess it depends, but usually it's at least, you know, at least several times at least, and maybe it's a dozen, who knows? But it shows as parents that sometimes uh, uh, we are very patient right um looking at jonah's life here as the lord calls him out as a son of amittai we very well know that for a second time the lord calls out jonah to do the very same thing now if god is what does it show what does this reveal about god the second he's, time he's what does sorry He's forgiving. Yeah, why don't we read verse uh, chapter 4, verse 2 real quick. Chapter 4, verse 2. What does that read right there? And he prayed to the Lord and said, Well, Lord, is this not what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tar Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. All right. So when we talk about second time, we very well know that this is our Lord who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, right? Does our God, uh, is he also a God of wrath? Does he, does he, uh, 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 have a great disdain for sin? Of course, right? God is holy. He wants no part of sin. He, uh, Jesus, after all, had to take the wrath of the sins of the world upon himself, right? Uh, but here we see Jonah. He comes up for a second time, the Lord does, and he says the very things he says two chapters before. Arise and go to Nineveh. So, uh, for a second time, uh, we see that uh, the Lord is gracious as he calls yet again Jonah to do the very will of God. Now, when we talk about the will, I'll just read my handout here. It says uh, um, a similar command seen in chapter 1, verse 2. The Lord reveals that he is a good and gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Uh, the Lord does not remind Jonah of his past failures. Right? He, he should have, I mean, as parents, oh yeah, that's right. Um, the story of the prodigal, you know that story, right? Uh, when, the, when, the, when the prodigal son returns, 
after spending the inheritance already, uh, he was preparing to tell the Lord what? That, that I've sinned. Let me be your servant, right? Uh, and what does the father do? Does the father chastise his son? No. No. He gives him a party, right? He, he gives him the fine linen and the ring and the sandals and the fattened calf or the a fattened uh, animal to eat. And uh, they, have a, they have a banquet, uh, a party, right? Um, and here too. Uh, when we talk about our Lord, good and gracious he is. I mean, for sure, what should he have done to Jonah if he wasn't good and gracious? He, he should have cut him off and said enough, right? I'm not part of Jonah anymore. Now, when we, when we talk about our own sin, um, I think it's, it's very important um, as we look at the life of repentance, as we see Jonah going through in chapter 2, that the Lord does forgive us of our sins, that the Lord is gracious and that he uh, definitely, um, as we say, he who has no sin deceives himself, but the truth is not in him. If we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just, and he will forgive us of our sins, right? Um, and uh, when we look at Jonah in chapter 2, it's very filled with a lot of contrition, a lot of sorrow for what he had done, and the dependence upon God and his rescue. And here in chapter 3, the Lord does not bring any of that up. And he just says, you know what? Arise and go to Nineveh and, and go call them out. He just repeats what he had said in the first chapter of the book, right? And uh, so, number one, it shows who our God is, that he is a patient, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. He is our gracious Lord. So when we do fall short in sin, yes, we repent. And, and yes, we confess our sins. And in faith, we trust that indeed the Lord has already forgiven us of our sins in Christ Jesus. This is who our God is, right? Um, but also another thread that we find here is that what does it say about the will of God? What does these first two verses reveal about the will of God? Um, we know what Jonah tries to do in the first chapter. He tries to run away from the will of God. Now, have you ever tried to do that in life? I think daily, <laughs> daily, we, we face so many different temptations on, on, on the will of God and the control, right? Uh, my will, not your will, right? Or thy will and not my will. I mean, after all, we pray the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done. And what we're saying in the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done. Yeah, your will be done, not my own will. But that, Lord, you are the creator, redeemer, sanctifier. You are the Lord. Your will is done. And my faith trusts in your very will. And the Lord will not be stopped by the running of of Jonah, right? His will is done. I mean, Jesus is the ultimate here. Not even the world against him. The Lord's will be done. He dies on the cross and rises on the third day. That is the Lord's will. Nothing can stop the will of God. And, and I think that's very important, especially in the times we're going in right now with COVID, is to, it's easy to scramble and settle into the ways of the world in this time. 
But as we're in the word together, there we find his will, his abounding steadfast love. And here his will is to go to Nineveh and call out the Ninevites to the Lord, right? That is the Lord's will. And uh, again, as I told the class this morning, um, if someone says, well, if God is so loving, why doesn't he stop? Why doesn't he just stop this disease or this virus and we can go on with our life, right? And what is our, what would be our answer to that question if someone asked you, you that? What would you say? That's a tough question. That's a question people have asked forever about why do, why do bad things happen to good people? I don't think there's an easy answer. I don't know of an answer for that. Yeah, and that's actually the right answer, right? So, yes, I, might, yes. <laughs> I might say that, you know, some people would say, why did God make this happen? And I would, I would say that he did not cause this. He does not, did not cause this. Sin caused this. The devil caused this. But the Lord will use all of these things. He will use this coronavirus toward his glory. He will use this moment to bring us together or something in some way, in multiple ways, he will use it for his glory. And it always seems to happen. Although there is still suffering. Yeah, you know, I, I think when we talk about the will of God, the, the beauty of Lutheranism is that we can say, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. we can say, I don't know, because we don't know, and nor can we speak for God. No, as I said earlier, you know, we don't believe in a God who just winds up, uh, you know, those little ducks that quack around along the table, and you wind it up, and it hops across, or the yeah. teeth that clack together as you wind it down. Yeah. God doesn't just wind up, he doesn't just wind it up and walk away. He's there. I, I think there's a lot of things that we can never explain, right? We know that through the fall, we have all these things, right? Without the fall, we would never face, we would be, in, I, I don't even know what perfection is in the sense of how perfect we would be. But because of the fall, we face these disasters. And But what we do know is that the will of God is above all things, and we trust in his will. Now, Jonah tries to do what? He tries to engineer, like Don is an engineer, he tries to engineer this thing into thinking that he can escape the will of God, and no, it ends up himself being in the great fish. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, the will of man would say, yeah, I'm going to run away from God and be in a great fish. It just doesn't make sense in a sense of, if you tried to engineer or plot your way to this escape, little did you know that you would end up in a fish. You would never have thought that it would have ended that way. But by the will of God, this is how it happened. And he is back to square one of what he has been called out to do, to call out against it, the message that I tell you, verse two, right? So the will of God is true. And the will of God is always in control. And in this time, as we face it, I miss you all, as we are all separated here. You know, the valley of the dry bones always comes to me. The Lord says to Ezekiel, you know, will these, will these bones live? And Ezekiel says, Lord, you know. And, and I think that's our faith too, you know, is that the Lord knows. And we are here 
on our pilgrimage of faith, if you heard my sermon there earlier, uh, that we are but a guest in this world, that we are on a pilgrimage as guests of this world and trusting in the will of God and what his will is. And that is ultimately his word that is Jesus. So again, nothing can stop the will of God, not even the crucifixion, or not even the crucifixion. This is Jesus's work, his resurrection, right? Okay, uh, let's see, verse three, quickly. Verse three, if we can read that. I can do that. Thank you. So Jonah, so Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three days walk. All right. So uh, there could have been a lot of excuse for Jonah saying, you know, <laughs> I pulled a hamstring, you know, tight groin. <laughs> can't really take this trip. <laughs> Why are you making me go this far? Let's, can you call someone else? No, he, he went, right? He, he knows. Uh, in this moment, we see how he is shining in the faith. Now, uh, now, again, it says right here, so Jonah rose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Um, why doesn't someone turn to Romans 6.4 for me? Romans 6.4, real quick. Okay, I've got it. We were buried there with him by baptism into death in order that just as, am I at the right one? Yes. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. All right. So that, that according to the word, that is a very, uh, that's a, a walking type theme that we're walking according to the word, that we are going in the word as we travel on in our faith, right? That Jonah is going according to the word of God to Nineveh, that we live our life out according to the word and promises of God. Romans 6, 4, because of what the word has done to us in our baptism, we too, by the death and resurrection of Christ, might walk in the newness of life, right? That walking, right? Uh, in the Greek, the, the peripateo, the, it's kind of like a pitter-patter, right? That word, I love that word, peripateo. It's like a uh, a, a, a pitter-patter of how we walk in the faith. And this is always according to the word. I think that is a very big theme here, finally for Jonah, in this moment of, uh, of, of, of faith and, and walking to the will of the Lord, that he goes and arises to Nineveh when, in fact, his other shoes were running away to Tarshish, right? So, again, according to the word, um, if someone could read uh, Galatians 5.16 real quick, Galatians 5.16. I'm looking for it on my iPhone and I'm having trouble getting there. So mm -hmm. I've got it. Live by the spirit. So I say, live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. 
All right. So yeah, live or I, I think uh, walk by the Spirit so that we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So this is all that theme of according to the Word, to walk according to the Spirit or by the Spirit, because when we do not, what will we do? We will go along with the gratifications of the flesh. Um, so you see this according to, and, and I, I want you to apply this in your life and ask yourself, what am I going with, or what is that according to in my life? Is it according to the word, or am I going according to the way of the flesh, or to the world, or to the devil, or to the philosophies, or the elemental spirits of the world? What, it, what is this according to that I'm living by? Because I think for Jonah, as we look at his life, it, it we'll talk about it soon, but there is that, that, old man, new man, right? That, that sin nature, but yet his restored uh, saintly life in Christ, his faith, right? It's a constant battle between the two. And how do we discern that in our life? And are you able to see that, I think, according to your own will or according to God's will? Um, are you, do you see that in your life as you constantly battle that? I think it's very important to to ask the question as you look in your own mirrors, right? Um, and see, yeah, wh what word am I walking to? What life am I uh, living according to? And I think that's a very important uh, theme here that we see in verse three. Um, Colossians 1.10 writes, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So as we walk in the word, right? We, what do we do? We, we also, through the word, through that walk of faith, we bear fruit and increase in the knowledge of God. The word, bearing fruit. I'm the vine, you are the branches, right? This whole connection with how we walk. Now, bearing fruit, again, um, is that something that we do in, do for the sake of our own conscience, thinking that we need to do something to merit salvation. And we very well know that's not the case, right? We walk by the road to which God has already prepared for us in the body and blood of Jesus in, his, in the gospel, right? We walk in the status to which he gave us as he is divine and we are the branches. So, so again, uh, according to the word. Now, I, I emphasize this because I think in my own life, even as a father, a husband, husband, father, um, even as a pastor, it's easy to do what? Uh, to think I, I, I can do this myself. I can be like Jonah. I, I'm my little Jonah who, who's going to walk on my own way. I know what's best. I can do this on my own. I have the, you know, I'm equipped and knowledgeable to do these very things by my own skill or by my own human strength or whatever I can say in my own arrogance and ego and ultimately my own disbelief, right? Um, and this is where we repent, just like Jonah in chapter two. And there now we live according, according to the word, right? And I think that's a great theme that comes out here. Um, okay, so... So again, my, my next question is, as Jonah, walks through, uh, as Jonah walks according to the word of God, we learn that no one is able to thwart 
the will and work of God. I'm reading off my paper here. Uh, the Lord is the one true, all-knowing, present, and powerful God who commands Jonah to call out Nineveh with the word of the Lord. Um, after rebelling against the Lord, it was time to take heed to the Lord's call. Yet soon we find that Jonah, like us, continues to live as simultaneously sinner and saint, which is our another theme that we see here. Now, um, very important. What does it mean, simultaneously sinner and saint? What does that mean, you think? Simultaneously sinner and saint. Um, what does that really mean? It's such a exotic type word that we're like, what, is, what does that exactly mean? Simultaneously. Aren't we one or the other, right? I, I think a lot of times we think in that way, like we're either one thing or the other thing. We're never like simultaneously anything. But what does that mean? Simultaneously sinner and saint. We are all, we are all sinners, but because we are believers in Christ, and we are forgiven by God, we are made saints. Yes. So, so if, I, if Don says, or Marcella says, or Carrie says, or, or Dave and Cecily, you say, um, you know, I am holy. I am righteous. I am a saint of God. If you said that to the grocery clerk, what do you think they would think of you? <laughs> they would they would be pretty much turned off to Christianity pretty quick. <laughs> or or they would think you're full of yourself, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, oh, what self-righteous Christian? Typical, mm -hmm. right? They all say that. Goody two shoes, they think holier than thou. Uh they think they're perfect and they don't do anything bad. Um but that's not the case, right? You know, a lot of Christians will do what with their faith? They think that somehow they need to walk the road to get to sainthood, right? It's either one or the other, a lot of, even Christians will say that. Like, I need to live the Christian life as a transaction that if I do enough, I get what God has given me. Does that make sense? I, I think a lot of Christians think that way. Nominal Christians, even, even uh uh, some some Christians who are very works-based uh, can think in that way. And uh, again, as Don said, we are at the same time sinner and saint. So yes, I am a sinner. I do the very thing I hate, and I do not have the ability to carry it out, as Romans 7 says. But at the same time, I am covered by the body and blood of Jesus by his grace. Do I still sin? Yes. Am I a saint? Yes. So, so when we say, when we look at Jonah and his life, there are moments where we're like, oh boy, what a, what a sinner. What is he doing running away from God and his call? How dare he? But then now on the flip side, we see his, his life of faith and how he is going according to the word. And soon in chapter four, we'll see him dip again right and say whoa this is a roller coaster ride what is going on here right and i think for all of us if we want to be honest with ourselves we're probably on that roller coaster ride with him 
right? Uh, there are moments where we fall short, and there we repent, and there we, uh, there in Christ we know that we can rest in the confidence of God's promises and in His forgiveness. There we go out and live according to His word. And then we fall, then we repent, then we rest in faith that indeed God forgives us, right, in his word. And this is the constant in our life, my friends, right? Um, and I want you to really understand that because if we take Christianity as simply a, uh, a, a moralistic, I have to get there approach, because trust me, there's a lot of people out there, even Christians who kind of go along that path, like if we're good enough, right, mm -hmm. if we've done good and all these things, then we'll never reach sainthood if that's based on our works, right? Um, that's how I became Lutheran, is because I was on the verge of just giving up, because I tried my hardest to be perfect, right? <laughs> tried my hardest to be good. And then I went to a Lutheran church, and the pastor said, no, that's not the case. You are good by the righteousness of Christ. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I don't have to do anything? It's like, yes, you are set free. You are a saint of God. And I'm like, what are you talking about, right? He must be too nice, right? What is he saying? And uh, go to scripture. There we see it. And... From then on, it's so clear by what Scripture says that we are sinner and saint. And when we look at the life of Jonah, we see ourselves in there, and we are humbled, but yet joyful, knowing that we are holy and righteous, and, and we are, um, we are uh, one of Christ's God's saints, right? Uh, we are covered by his blood, and that's what has brought us to his marvelous eternal light. And this is the life of faith. The Lord never gives up on Jonah. He continues a second time, even though he ran away. The prodigal son, the parable that shows the father's love, the father's love not only for the prodigal and Jonah, but also for each and every one of us, right? That he's slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, right? This is our merciful God um, who continues to guide us. And here we see in Jonah, how he is, um, yes, how he is um, following, according to God's word, to the call to Nineveh, all right? Um, all right, uh, continuing on here. Um, if you have any questions, uh, please interrupt me. I mean, I mean, please chime in, sorry. Um, always, we have uh, six minutes, but we'll go one more verse. Uh, verse four, verse four, so we could read that. I can do that. Then Jonah began to go through the city one day's walk, and he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Should we run more, Dave? One oh, more. Another? Okay. Sorry. Then the people of Nineveh believed in God, and they called a fat they called a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Right, um, this is a very uh, this is a very short sermon, isn't it? The um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight word sermon. I, I would challenge myself with an eight word sermon. That'd be very challenging. Um, and again, it, it 
you know, it doesn't say it, but we're assuming that there was probably more words, right? But but what we see right here is, it's interesting by the brevity of the description of these words that, again, what does he do? The theme? He calls out Nineveh. He goes to the city and he says, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Now, again, quickly, 40. Um, I will be 40 this year. Only, right? Only 40. But... um, Man, 40 years is a symbol of testing and preparation, right? If you can get to 40 years, all is well in life, right? Do you guys agree? I don't know. I haven't lived past 40 yet. But uh, <laughs> but uh, 40 in the Bible is a symbol of preparation, right? We've talked about this before, uh, whether it be uh, Noah and the flood, 40 days, Israel, 40 years, uh, 40 days of Jesus, uh, the temptation in the wilderness, 40 days that Jesus spent with the apostles after his resurrection before his ascension, right? And in those 40 days, he was teaching them what to do with the church. So the preparations are there. Noah, preparation for the new start. Israel, 40 years. Uh, The preparation for the promised land. Jesus in the temptation 40 days as he's preparing, and the great testing as he what? Overcomes the devil. A preview of the cross as he crushes the devil's head, right? And again, 40 days with the apostles as he spent with them, teaching them before he ascended to the right hand of God. So in 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And this, I think, uh, in a sense, now... What does Jonah say about Nineveh before? Does anyone recollect his view of Nineveh? Uh, what do you think? What do you think he thought of? Now Nineveh is well. He don't want to go there, of course, and full of idols, you know, uh, full of evil and 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 false gods and all these things. I mean, no way. Not only will they not deserve it, but you know, too many, too many false gods there. They're, they're never. It's just a waste. You know, they're not gonna. They're not gonna believe. You know, uh, they're they're too far gone. Um, I don't want to go there. I'm gonna run away. Um, and here, what happens? They, they believe, right? Believe almost right away. Yeah. Who believes? Who believes? What does it say in verse five? The people. Uh, when we talk about status, it says the greatest of them and the least of them, right? So this is not, oh, just the, 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 the lower class, right? Um, not just, uh, but the higher ranks, even, even the king, right? So when we talk about the will of God, and I don't know if you've ever met anyone in life, and as a pastor, you know, you're it's easy, um, I, I think, as I've learned in my ministry, you know, only, I haven't been as, I've been like, what, I, I don't know, eight years, I think, that's it. But even in eight years, I mean, so many times you would hear people say, oh, no, not that one, Pastor. <laughs> that's an impossible one. You don't want to go there, right? <laughs> Have you ever, you know what I'm talking, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But oh, you don't want to go to Mr. A or Mrs. B, you know, you, you Trust me, we've tried, and, and they're, they're, it's just, it's a lost cause, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
But again, you know, when we talk about the will of God, well, you know, we just continue with the word and we know that the will of God is working and he plants the seed, the imperishable word of God. The will of God. It is done. Why does he tell Jonah to go? Because he very well knew the foreknowledge of, of what was to come, right? His will is done. They come to believe, right? And, and this is, uh, and again, these are very wrathful words, right? Forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown, right? And um, um, I think um, a lot of times, uh, I think in the past, we, we talked about uh, Jericho, right? And we know that in, in Jericho, um, uh, I know uh, for all the previous battles that were happening, a lot of the previous incidents, I can't, the incidents, I think at I and all the, I, actually, I don't know if this before or after, but we very well know that all these previous kings thought they could overcome the Lord and his promise. And there they tried to fight and they lost. And, and for Jericho, they heard these things and they tried to, nest up and protect themselves, right? Uh, but again, you know, when we talk about the will of God, nothing can stop the will of God, right? His will is above our ways and thoughts, and there we trust in his word, right? Isaiah 55, 11, his word will not return empty. That is the will of God, and, and we trust in that very will. And Jonah could have said, no, not, this, not these people, lost cause. It's, it's, not, it's not up to us. It's the will of God. And we see Jonah really just saying these few words that are described. And the people do what? They fast and put on sackcloth. Now, sackcloth is a symbol of poverty, right? Sackcloth is what the poverty-stricken people would wear. But also sackcloth was a sign of repentance as they would get into these sackcloths pour on their head these ashes and they would sit in these ashes as a sign of great humility and repentance and of a, a, a change of heart. And there they were, um, as they called. See, another, another word for another theme of calling, right? These people called for the sackcloth and ashes, right? A lot of themes about calling here throughout the book of Jonah. And, and there, the greatest of them and the least of them um, were pouring these ashes over the head in a sign of repentance. So the Lord can, the Lord, his will is done. And here Jonah goes to Nineveh and their people repent, right? So um, as we uh, conclude today, um, yes, we will stop there. We will stop there. But um, any any thoughts before we, any questions or things that we need to um, talk about? Any comments, questions, thoughts? Well, I was interested to hear that engineers are schemers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, Don. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the quote. I don't remember <laughs> saying engineers are schemers. All right. I did not say that. Okay. You didn't say the word scheme. <laughs> um, all I do know is that we as humans, right, <laughs> can try to engineer our way to get our, I didn't say engineers as a profession. 
are schemers, right? <laughs> but uh, but no, I think for all of us, you know, we try to engineer things, don't we? We do, we do in our own ways. Um, uh, but but there we go with Jonah, and he's he's back on the path of the Lord. So yes, according to the Word, remember that, you guys, especially in this time. Live according to the word, not a legalistic mandate, but remember what that word is, and it's Jesus, okay? It's Jesus, the victory of his promise, repentance and forgiveness. All right. All right. Well, why don't we, um, why don't we pray? Why don't we pray? Yes, why don't we pray? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day, O oh Lord, uh, for our first meeting here uh, Lord, we thank you for uh, your word that continues to lead and guide us, that it may go well with us as we continue to dwell in your word. Bless us, O Lord, in this word, and guide us as your saints, knowing full well that, yes, we fall short. There, Lord, you are the one true God, abounding in steadfast love. Merciful you are. Thank you, O Lord, for your blessedness as you continue to guide us in your promises. Bless us this night, and, and may you give us um, your safety as we continue to face the days ahead. We thank you, O Lord, to pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, uh, good night, Marcella. Good night, Don. <laughs> Dave and Sess, good night. Good night. Thanks, you guys. Good night. And, good night, everybody. Good to see everybody. Carrie, good night. Thank you, Pastor. Nice. Thank you, Pastor. All right. Bye -bye. Good night, Dave.